0: David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad Daddy, he has been to me.
1: The puff of smoke was followed instantly by the crack of the starter's gun. Standing at the finish line, my heart began to pound a little harder as I looked across the infield of the oval quarter-mile track to see Michael take the early lead in the 200-meter dash. As he rounded the turn and bolted down his lane, I fixed my camera on the boy's charging physique. Even through the viewfinder and over 90 yards away, I could see that familiar face tensed for speed and focused on its target with a heated look of determination. Using every ounce of strength and gram of desire, Michael stretched his lead in a sprint for the finish. As he leaned for the tape with his chest fully extended, I could hear an intense groan blasting out from somewhere deep inside his exhausted frame. Blinking back tears, I declared to myself, that's my son. I've talked about each of my three other children, but I haven't talked about my youngest, Michael. Michael has more good qualities than I could count. Just to mention a few, he is thoughtful, kind, very generous, and highly motivated. One of his most defining qualities would have to be his willingness to take on a challenge. This boy has always faced a challenge with determination and with courage. Whether it was as a high school running back charging through huge defensive linemen, rock climbing up sheer mountain cliffs, ice picking his way over frozen mountain tops, or battling class five whitewater in his kayak. During the summers of the early 1990s, during some of his college years, Michael worked full time for U.S. Fish, Wildlife and Parks Often, he was required to trek alone, sometimes for days at a time, into one of Montana's many wilderness areas to study the fish population in various streams and rivers. In total, Michael spent over 100 nights sleeping alone in the mountains and valleys of some of Montana's wildest backcountry. To give you an idea of just how wild, one morning Michael got up to see giant grizzly bear tracks in the sand on the lake's edge only a few feet away from where he had been sleeping. One night, while asleep in his sleeping bag, something woke him. He looked up, expecting to see the clear starry night sky. But there were no stars. He suddenly realized he was staring at the underbelly, the stomach, of a giant buck, a huge mule deer that was standing completely still over the top of him, with two legs on either side of him. Michael didn't move an inch until the big guy and the large herd of deer he was leading finally moved on. And another time, when he was hiking out of the wilderness to return home, he turned a corner on the narrow forest trail and came face to face with a full-grown mountain lion, standing there, waiting in the trail just a few feet in front of him, Michael stopped in his tracks. This was a moment he hadn't counted on. Now, a mountain lion is the fourth largest cat in the world and is a deadly and unpredictable animal. Like their African and Asian counterparts, they have absolutely no fear of humans. Every year in the United States, there are multiple lion attacks. Michael knew not to run. He stood completely still, and with courage and determination, he stared into the eyes of the lion. After some very challenging moments, the lion finally turned and then slowly moved off the trail and into the brush. Michael then cautiously continued down the trail. Dad, he said with a smile, as he told me the story at our family reunion this last July, That, for the next hour and a half, until I made it back to my Jeep, knowing that lions attack from behind, I looked behind a whole lot of times. You know, given those kinds of experiences, it took courage for Michael to keep returning alone on those wilderness assignments. I'm proud of him for that. And, just like I feel about his older brother and two sisters, I will always be proud of him for all the challenges he has faced in life and for all the challenges he has conquered. And you know what, dear friend? I know that's just how your Father in Heaven feels about you. He's proud of those things you have faced and those things you have conquered. Will there be more challenges ahead? Yes, until the final trumpet blows, there will be challenges. But as Jesus promised, and as we talked about last week, he said, I will always be with you. I'll give you peace. And I will provide a counselor for you, the Holy Spirit. I said all that for a reason. Let me take you back again to those personal moments in 1982, back to those three unforgettable mornings in my office when I was visited by the counselor, the Holy Spirit. Well, it was time for principle number five. The Spirit paused briefly making sure he had my attention. Then he said these words, David, do not be afraid. He paused once more, smiled with compassion and added, and that is an order. Pardon me? I flinched at his words, an order? The spirit continued smiling kindly, waiting for me to get the message. And then it hit me. The Bible speaks on the issue of fear and anxiety numerous times. My eyes fell on the scripture, Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, anxious, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I read those words over several times. It gave me chills and brought tears to my eyes at the same time. The ancient words were making me feel stronger than I had ever felt before. Did you know that the Bible says not to be afraid 365 times, once for every day of the year? Think on that. And not one of those times does God ask us not to fear or suggest we try not to be anxious. He always says, in effect, don't do it. His words on the issue always come in the form of an imperative statement, a directive, in other words, a command, an order. I actually took comfort in hearing that order. Why? Because God would never order me to do something I didn't have the ability to do. And think on that. Fear is an emotion within our control. When we make a choice by our spirit, our will to obey his order, our soul, our emotions will experience peace and comfort. I not only got the message, I loved the message. I had lived for so long at the whim of anxiety and fear, thinking if it was there, it was there, and there wasn't much I could do about it. All of a sudden, dealing with anxiety and fear became a matter of obedience, so The Father doesn't want us to be anxious or fearful. I had never thought of it before, but our fear doesn't please Him. Why? First of all, because He loves us, and He's always concerned for our well-being. A disobedient choice to remain anxious cripples our well-being, keeping us in a state of spiritual, emotional, and physical jeopardy. Second, we are actually telling Him with our anxiety, That we don't fully trust Him. The solution? We ask for forgiveness for not trusting Him, and then we obey Him. He tells us not to fear, and we respond. We say, Yes, Father. Yes. It's simple, and it works. Once again, if we put our trust in our Father and take action with our spirit, then He will begin to fill us with new emotions of confidence and peace. I thought to look next, at the Old Testament book of Joshua. I hadn't realized it before, but it seems Joshua, the great commander of the Israelite army, apparently also suffered with issues of fear. From reading chapter 1, I suspect he allowed his anxiety to show on more than one occasion. Several times in the first chapter, he is ordered by God, then reminded again to be strong and courageous. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And the last words of the chapter in verse 18 only be strong and courageous. So what was God's message to Joshua and to each of us today? It's to be strong and courageous. Remember that being courageous is not a feeling. It's a choice, a choice with determination to obey his order. Joshua chose to obey, to be courageous, and with a spirit of courage and determination Joshua conquered. Dear friend, when the challenge stands in the path in front of you, hear the loving order of your Father, and don't be afraid. Look into your challenger's eyes with courage and determination. When you do, He will strengthen you, and He will help you. He will empower you. I know this. I've done this. And I promise you. Father, once again we come to you with very thankful hearts. You amaze us with your faithfulness and your powerful provisions. We are strong with your help. We are conquerors under your command. Fill this one today with an overwhelming assurance that you will always be with us and that the battle is all yours. Let it be.
0: You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.